Hi everyone, this is Alex Mathers, your host. Uh, welcome to another episode. We're joined by a fantastic graphic designer and illustrator by the name of Dan Matutina. He's a illustrator based in the Philippines. He's a founding partner at uh, Plus 63 Design Company and the Hydra Design Group. Uh, we've worked together actually on, on a number of occasions for various projects I've been working on. I've always been continually fascinated by this guy's output and his amazing stylized, very very cool. I think if you were to glance at his stuff, cool is one of the big words that comes to mind, but also uh, just simply beautiful illustrations. Uh, he's worked with companies like Google, uh, Microsoft, Pinterest, Apple, Wired Magazine, Wallpaper Magazine, all, all the big ones really. So really excited to talk to you, Dan. How are you doing, man? Hey, Alex. I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks hey. for that introduction. No worries. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sounds absolutely. like you know, you're talking to someone who's really good <laughs> yeah it's not the first time someone has said that when i made an introduction it's like who's that but uh, no, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, definitely exactly. you and and uh yeah you've, you've continued to inspire me over the years and um oh, thanks yeah. it's been such a pleasure to be able to say that i've we've worked together on various projects as well um for anyone yeah, listening for sure. by the way jump 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 over to bookoflift.com by the way as a, as a very shameless plug of one of my uh, planners which features the illustrations of Dan Matutina, but otherwise you want to see Dan's work at twistedfork.me. So where can we, where can we start? Cause I always like to keep these conversations pretty, pretty chilled and organic. But before we were, um, before we pressed record, we realized that we were having a conversation about stuff that might have very well been, been included <laughs> in the podcast, which we forgot to include. So, and that, that really, yeah. that revolved around the idea of, of, of hard work, right? Cause obviously you're, you're very much a success in the Philippines. But uh, in your very kind of humble way, you say that actually the, you know, working hard is kind of what you expect to happen in the Philippines. Um, yeah. You agree with that? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I think um, like, like what I was saying earlier, the Philippines is a developing country. So compared to other countries in Asia and obviously other countries in the world, um, it's not as developed and it's a, you know, it's a privilege. Uh, to be able to work in the creative industry here in the Philippines because right. um, it's a, I mean, we have big ad agencies here, but uh, there's really not a lot of like, you know, independent uh, designers and illustrators uh, doing their own thing. Maybe for the past, maybe it's been uh, getting better for the past maybe three years, but prior to that, when I was starting out, it was kind of hard. So like talking about hard work in general, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of Filipinos by default need to work hard to be able to, you know, uh, sustain day to day. So, I mean, apart from like the hard work, uh, which is a bit of a default, is the other part of it is also being, you know, is getting lucky sometimes with breaks and also getting the opportunity to work on something. And yeah, and I think that's, that's why we stumbled on that conversation was because you 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 talked about the word privilege, which kind of implies to me as though you fell into the success that you've had without too much effort but that's obviously not true right because i mean the hard work okay let's say the hard work is by default but i think there's so much more that you've obviously uh brought to the table through self-awareness and, and thinking um you know with with that sort of i, I would say self-awareness understanding what kinds of things work and being careful to hone a style that works for you all, all of that stuff you've brought to the table right and, and there's a reason why you have stood out as being a, a notable designer. Obviously, there are many other great designers in the Philippines as well. But um, 
there's there's been a certain amount of 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 awareness through the process right yeah i think i think it's it has also something to do with you know uh uh being able to work with and i guess again being lucky to work with uh international brands uh i'm not sure if you're familiar i mean you've been to asia and different parts of asia so i don't know if you've seen this but in in the philippines specifically we're a yeah. bit more a uh, colonial mentality is kind of big here i don't know okay. if you're familiar with the term but it's kind of like like you know here in the philippines because we, we've been colonized uh, by different countries for a long time yeah uh, we we actually think that if it's if it's someone who came from a, a outside of the philippines or someone who has worked with companies outside of the philippines it i mean it make it make, makes you uh, by default become like a, a good you know designer illustrator kind mm. of thing and 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 the reason why i say that is because growing up here in the philippines we have a lot of uh, really good artists and illustrators even now we have a ton of illustrators here in the philippines but i guess the the opportunity of uh being able to work on 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 something that good and, uh, and something good and that pays well uh not everyone gets that opportunity so it's kind of mm. you know something like that so here in Philippines, if if you say you've worked with google and or you know microsoft everyone's like whoa he must be good because he worked with you know like a, a foreign yeah. brand but it doesn't apply to i mean not all the time but uh most of the time it's like if you've worked with local companies it's not as you know it's not mm. as good if it, as it if, yeah, I guess there's if, a certain degree of a certain degree of prestigiousness associated with some of these bigger brands, but that I guess that would apply in a similar sense to to many other countries as well, right? But um, and I, yeah, I, yeah. I also I also gather that um, those opportunities must be growing in the Philippines as well. Yeah, I think I think here in the Philippines because uh, you know, like what I said, it's a developing country, so any job you can take is good mm. and, and that's why here in the philippines uh there's a lot of filipinos working on like remote work or work from home which which actually helps because you just need the internet and you just need yeah. talent and you know to be able to do something online it doesn't even have to be a uh, creative work it can be like more of a secretarial kind of work uh doing schedules for yeah. for other people you know? so so any any good any job is a good job mm. and like you and, and and riding on that wave of being able to work remotely this is something that i've very much taken advantage of as well over the years like i i've i've seen myself as very lucky and kind of so glad to have been born into this era of of internet and having the ability to uh, basically travel around with with my with my illustration tablet and laptop and mm. as, long, as long as there's an internet connection i'm i'm, I'm great for that so i can i Totally, totally with you on feeling very lucky around having that uh, that technology. Yeah, I think we're we're kind of lucky in this day and age. I mean, I'm old. I'm a bit older. I don't know if we're the same age, but uh, when when I was in university, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I was in university, uh, the internet was already there. But you know, I only got to use the computer when I was in fourth year uh, in university. So there was a lot of I was sort of in the middle of transition from uh, doing uh, illustration and design by hand and then transitioning towards a computer. So it was, I mean, it, it's nice to be 
able to see that transition because you appreciate yeah. i guess both sides of, of you know do you think worlds. do you think in a way that uh, that kind of served you that period before the proliferation of the internet do you think that time served you in a way that actually benefited your your work and outlook from an early stage yeah i think i think more than the work it's sort of like the the outlook because the the good thing about doing the good thing about doing things by hand like you know photography by film or drafting layouts by hand and using you know using uh hand, hand tools yeah, yeah hand tools type of thing is hand that tool? is that the right <laughs> terminology it sounds like yeah sounds, like, sounds like it's correct but yeah sounds but, very I mean, very the, primitive, the thing, but yeah yeah, exactly. The, the good thing about it is it tells you, you know, trains you to be very disciplined, you know, and right. and I guess the, the thing about discipline also is, I guess the, the other side of it is sometimes you become a bit safe, you know, because you, you don't want to make mistakes. I still remember when we're drafting, you know, uh, uh, in our drafting class, like typography, I was so scared to, you know, to make a mistake. Yes. And then when, when we transitioned towards going to digital and doing things on Photoshop, the the good thing about it was, whoa, I can make mistakes and it's okay. You know, you can you can try right. a lot of things. And I, I imagine then, I imagine the big turning point in that was the introduction of Control Z. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was a big moment in yeah. time, right? <laughs> yeah, that, and, that, and you talked also, about not wanting to make mistakes. That would have been a huge element of that. Yeah, exactly. And also the layers, you know, like whoa, you know, yes. you can put this thing up there. I'm not sure if, if if it's going to be on top or below a certain layer and, and moving those things around was kind of like super, you know, right. awesome. Like, whoa, I can Very do free. this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then of course with that with that technology means that everyone else has the same technology and the sort of the, the competition becomes uh, fiercer in that regard because everyone else has the capability of being more creative and more uh, flexible and, and having more um, power in that sense, right? Yeah, and then I guess in in both in both worlds, like the old school of doing things and the new school of doing things, is I guess one thing for you to stand out is you know uh, coming up with a really good you know like story or concept behind the work. And in general, it's kind of like how you equalize everything, right? I mean, mm. uh, there's a lot of really good you know uh, designer, illustrator, and and things that you try to stand out is to you know. So when, you, when you talk about concept. equalizing, I'd love to know more about mm. that. How does that work? I guess the, the challenge with, you know, uh, being a designer and being an illustrator, being an artist is that all the tools that are available is available to everyone. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if, even if you're a traditional painter, the paint that's accessible to you is accessible to everyone. I mean, obviously, obviously there are, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, obviously there are more high end paints than the low end ones or, high quality paints but uh, more or less everything is you know accessible to everyone so how to stand out is becomes a bit more challenging because you need to to be able to have a really good concept to be able to, re to tell really good stories and, you know and, and for these mm -hmm. concepts to connect to people so yeah that's where I, that's where i think you know uh, there where the sort of battle is for for for, for people to to stand out would you say that so taking a story, taking a concept and um, moving it across into a visual concept, do you think that's the, the biggest challenge with, with the kind of work that you do is, is that transition? 
Yeah, I think I think for me it was, um, and 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 also the other side of it is, uh, when we were in university, obviously the school I I went to, which is the University of the Philippines, uh, okay. most of our professors was, you know, hammering that like hammering that thought was like that yeah, the concept is king, like the idea behind it is is a priority. I'm assuming if you came from a different university or or from a different school, maybe it's different, but but for my university, I guess that's what I took, right? Uh, when when I was there, yeah. So so talking about how, I guess, from from the early stages of when you when you got into illustration, it's I, I'd love to talk about the progression of of how you managed to, because uh, I'm looking at style, and we can obviously bring story into that further further down the line. But I'm looking at the style, mm. and you've what I what I noticed the most about your work is that you've been very I suppose disciplined around maintaining a a style that is very recognizably yours, and it's very especially in a world where we're all kind of multidisciplined and multivariate, and there are so many things that we could be doing, and so many different uh, ways of doing things that can attract our attention. Um, I'm fascinated to see and know more about how you kind of dis- decided and committed to the particular style that you're known for. And obviously there's, there's obviously an evolution within the style, but it's pretty recognizable. Um, and it goes way back. I think, um, I'm interested to hear, hear more about your, your thought process around staying hold of it and not being tempted to, to try every other thing. I think the, the, the thing about style is, I mean, for me, obviously it, it, it kind of evolved and changed depending on, you know, like trying to add different things and trying to uh, change a bit of dimension to it to freshen it up a bit. And, yeah. Um, and I think for for most illustrators, I think they'll. I mean, obviously, I'm sure you've experienced this. If you've been doing it for a long time, sometimes it seems like you're doing the same things over and over again, right? Mm. Uh, and okay. and the and there's always a uh, you know the thought of how can can I do something different from what I'm doing now? And for me, doing design work actually afforded me that. It's the reason why I, I maintain, uh, you know, a, a running a design studio apart from illustration work because I see it as like a good break from, from illustration. So when, when I do design work uh, in my studio, Plus 63 and Hydra, I can illustrate something else that doesn't look like I did it. Like I can do watercolor, I can do, you know, oh, pen I and ink, so, I can yeah. do like, you know, children look a child looking illustration. So that, right. that's sort of like a freeing for me because I I'm not bound with a you know a particular style or look of the illustration. Right. Uh, you're not you're not bound by your, your brand either. You're bound by a kind of group brand, an umbrella yeah. brand. Yep, yep. Yeah. And or um, and actually more than like the umbrella brand, I'm I'm bound by the the brief, like the design brief from the client. Like so if we're doing a brand identity work for like a restaurant client and they want you know if, say for example they want something that looks like it was done by a, a manga artist or it was done by a kid so i have to you know adapt to that and illustrate something different so all right yeah well, this is for, probably for me, work that i haven't seen much of you because i've i haven't had much of an opportunity to see the work that comes out of the other design companies and I wouldn't know it was yours yeah. either. So I guess there's, that there's some freedom in, in being able to kind of, you're al- almost in disguise when doing work yeah. for the other companies, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the good thing about it is like for plus 63, 
um, most of us in the studios, uh, there are five of us, but right now there are four of us work, uh, working full time. It's like uh, all of us are illust can illustrate and design. So we, when we do like illustration work, it's, uh, it can be in any style that we want it to be because mm. we, we, I guess it's like, a, like the, the yin, uh, the, like kind of like a yin yang for me. Like, uh, the yeah. other side is like me doing an style, the other side is me doing something else. Fascinating. So I guess one of, one of the reasons I talked about your uh, consistency in your style, and as I, as I said, there is there has been a bit of evolution, but I, I would say that you've been pretty disciplined to keep um, a strong style thread throughout. Does Do you think that demonstrates something of your... Uh, business and marketing prowess, right? You, there must be some awareness <laughs> of like, I need to make sure that my style is different, stands out, and is, you know, all that kind of good stuff that, that helps with being seen and having a business that works. You, you must have been aware of that kind of stuff, right? I wish I was, but I think it, this is just more <laughs> of like, you know, this is, in, in my mind, at this point in time, this is what I like doing, like in terms of the, the, the visual. Mm. This is what I like right now. So it's more of, it's more of that, more than you know the, the business side of things. So it's would you it's say, more of being able, sorry. being able to illustrate, which I think, uh, encapsulates what I like. Yeah, looking like at that. now in terms of uh, so mm. having some like knowing what you love to do and and doing what makes you you know come to life and that's fun is is the number one priority. Yeah, for me, and and especially like the, like for the most recent stuff that I'm doing now, it's actually getting closer towards design also in terms of, you know, how it feels. Mm. So it, and it's also so about it, the philosophy of design that you apply to the illustration somehow, right? Because it's very much about taking stories and concepts and uh, delivering them in a way that's simple. Yeah. Agree? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. So yeah, because when, when, when I think of design, I think of, okay, how can we take a concept or how can we deliver a message in such a way that is obviously aesthetically interesting, but at the same time is delivered in the most simple, the most minimal way that's possible. Yeah, I, I guess that's what I'm trying to you know, aim yeah. for in terms of, of, the, of my work for the past maybe three or five years. It's more that's the journey. You know, yeah, uh, how to make it simpler. Well, one of the illustrations that you'd done recently that came to mind when I talked about the simplicity was the Tokyo Midtown uh, coin flip one. So listeners, yeah. turn to that now if you're uh, able to access that illustration. I wonder if you could talk about that for a little bit, just in terms of just giving us an example of, you know, the brief that was given to you, at least at least in, in overview terms, and then and what kinds of ideas came to mind mm. through that? Yeah. The, the, okay, so, so before I explain this work, this sure. is what makes it makes everything. Uh, what makes this interesting for me and, and some of the work that I've been doing recently is because you know I mean I don't know if you design also on the side like on your free time, but for me it's like a I, I sometimes do work as a, like a, a designer or sometimes as a creative director or art director and being the illustrator on certain project working with a creative director. An art director is very, uh, it's such a learning experience for me because I mean, working with another art director and working with a creative director you know, adds to my knowledge also when I try 
when I when I'm wearing that cap or yeah. hat or something like that. So so this one I work on this project with uh, Vision Trap. They're a, they're an illustration agency based in uh, Tokyo and Osaka. And I worked on this project with Masaki Hanahara. He is the art director of Shiseido uh, in, in Tokyo. And uh, for this particular project for Tokyo Town, uh, they asked me to work on visualizing the idea of the future. And when I was talking to, I, I really liked this because the, I mean, I don't know if this is specific to Japan because, you know, but, but you've been in, in Japan and I really like how they think of ideas that they're very simple, but you know, it has really deep meaning and uh, also, you know, uh, rich for visualizations. And yes. when, when, when I was talking to him about this, it was like, so the idea of the future is like, kind of like a coin pass. And he was, he was giving me this brief and I was like, whoa, I mean, the idea we're in, you flip a coin and, you know, you don't know what comes out. I mean, there's 50-50 chance it's heads or tails, but, you know, you're not certain which one which side of the coin will come up. And I thought, oh, that's really good. And I, and for this project, I was thinking, how can I visualize it in such a way that the idea of that will come out? So, so I imagine, imagine whole, you guys were having a, a, a discussion that went much further back as well on top of that. Like what, what are the, what are the different ways you could together visualize um, a concept of the future? Right. And yeah, this would have been one of the, one of the, the ideas that bubbled to the surface. Um, yeah, can and, I just and, ask, and like, the, the just, just re sorry, with regards to the Tokyo yeah. Midtown thing, do you, what kind of a company are they? Are they are they trying to create just a general aesthetic for? Uh, gosh, I don't even know what I'm saying. What What do you think it was about? <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, design touch. Uh, Tokyo Midtown is in Roppongi. I'm sure you've been there. I sure And have, it's yeah. uh yeah, and in in Roppongi, uh, Tokyo Midtown is kind of like a uh, how do you say it? A mall. Like a commercial area okay yeah. and they they usually do uh the design touch uh which is kind of like an annual festival of design it started right. in 2007 and i did this like illustration graphic work uh, uh two years ago 2018 so so they usually have every year they get a different artist and designer to work on it mm. so this time the theme for it is uh, in 2018, the theme was uh, the idea of the future. Okay. So that was that. And for those of you who aren't, aren't able to see the visualization of this, the, the illustration that Dan created is effectively a, a very a quite minimal uh, conceptualized, stylized illustration of a coin being flipped. Yeah, and the, and, and the different ways they land or and different angles of the room. This was yeah. the, the challenging part of for this was actually trying to come up with the, you know, the forms of the coin or the angle where you can see it or how, how it comes down. So, because, right. you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know how to capture a coin flipping me there. Right? So and to make it interesting. Of, yeah. Yeah, and exactly. Another reason why yeah. I identified this particular piece is because it's quite far removed from your usual, slightly more complex, but still, um, just more detailed, right? And and with 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 more intricate details to it. So I, it was also interesting from that perspective of having to really shift um, from your normal approach or usual approach. Yeah. But I say that, yeah. and I kind of feel a bit bad about saying that because every individual piece you've done is is um, very innovative in and of itself. 
No, 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 that's okay. I mean, yeah, I think what, what you say is correct. And it's one of the reasons why this is one of my uh, favorite works uh, in the past yeah. two, two years, three years, because, of, you know, the simplicity and, and the challenge also. I mean, the, the final work actually looks like it was super easy to do, but the, the, the challenge was to, to end up with this, you know, four specific images. Mm. for design touch very nice yeah super fun um yeah so i so storytelling is is where things get interesting for you right when when there's a when there is some you know a message that just goes beyond a, a simple brief it's a brief that involves you having to get creative about how best to portray an idea because because a lot of people they'll see an illustration and they'll think well that's that's nice but you you kind of forget that the illustrator actually has more than the job of illustrating he has the job of collaborating with the design director or just doing it on by himself herself in uh translating that story so mm. yeah it's a really it's a it's a fun process and actually something that i miss about illustration because i don't do so much illustration as i once did um but i Why do a lot not? of writing I know, I know. Sorry, guys. I think you should you should be illustrating more. I mean, you're a really good illustrator. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Uh, but, but, the, but the stuff that you've been doing recently, like the one I see on your Instagram and the ones I saw in the Spotify, like Scroll with Alex, they look really nice. Thank you. I mean, really it's very a like big the, jump, a big jump in a different direction from what, from what I have been becoming known for. But um, I guess I guess my issue was that um, I felt that I was bumping my head against the ceiling somewhat in terms of uh, doing the same kinds of projects over and over again. And it's probably partly my, my fault for um, uh, not allowing the, 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 the art to breathe, but at the same time it paid the bills and it, you know, it was simple and didn't make me have, I didn't have to think too much, but, at, but then of course, at the same time I found that it was getting a bit um, repetitive. So that, that's, that, can yeah. be, that can be a dilemma for some, for some illustrators, right? I think all of us go through the same phase, right? Like what I said earlier, like for me, the reason why I like doing design is because I, for one, I work with a team and I work with other people and, and the other side of it is also being able to do something that doesn't look like what mm. I'm, I'm doing for the past how many years. Mm. I mean, the, the freedom to be able to, to do something is, is do something different is, you know, mm. is very, refreshing but also the other side of it, being able to do the station work again is you know I mean it's it's a nice job to do but obviously doing things over and over again can can really it's, affect you also as a creative person yeah it's it's a it's a it's a nice dilemma to have in that respect because it means that you're getting mm. plenty of work coming through but um, it's important at the same time for someone who's in a creative position to be able to feel refreshed and motivated and, and excited about the, the, the work itself. Cause as you say, like the number one priority in any of the creative stuff is just that you enjoy doing it. It has to, it has to be fun. It has to be interesting. And if it becomes too repetitive, then uh, you lose that spark. So you have to be on top of knowing yourself, right. And knowing what kinds of things keep you uh, interested. And yep. uh, it sounds like, yeah, the outlet of, of working in it with a design group and having the interaction around that was a great way to keep 
keep the juices flowing, so to speak. Yeah. Well, when you were when you were in in Tokyo or when you were in uh, in Bangkok, were you working with uh, other people? I mean, were you in a corporate space or well, were you just? If you're talking about Bangkok, I had already like I hadn't really been doing that much illustration. I did a, I did a few. Bangkok kind of marked a time in my life where I was on the the tail end of doing more illustrations, and then since then I've been doing more uh, consulting stuff. So mm. in terms of in terms of human interaction, um, that's come more in the form of uh, working one to one with uh, with other entrepreneurs and creatives. So that's been really mm. fulfilling, and that's allowed me to open up my perspective and um, see other people's perspectives. And that's, that's been really nourishing for me, but um, mm. I've had one of my, one foot is in the illustration world in terms of using the visual format to um, mm. kind of emphasize my, my ideas, my blog posts, mm. my philosophy. So I, I, I recently uh, bought another Wacom tablet, so I haven't thrown out mm. the idea of, working more intensely with illustration so it's uh i'll be doing more of it like i work in kind of phases so that that also helps me is like being able to have the flexibility to maybe spend a year doing mostly illustration and then maybe the next year is kind of uh, moving into other things as well Mm. so what do you do outside of illustration to have fun uh, for me, I I, uh, wow, I I like traveling. I mean, when I can, when I have the money yeah. to uh, be able to afford traveling. Uh, the, the the thing about traveling, even it doesn't have to be you know abroad. Even just here in the Philippines, because we have you know in the whole country is in an archipelago. We have about seven thousand plus islands. So yeah. when you go to a different part, that's a different culture, different language, different dialect. So the food is. Uh, a bit different also so uh, I like I like meeting different people traveling around and also eating different uh, food I mean I like eating yeah food is my favorite and I think I remember when we were in Hong Kong we were, yeah know, I certainly where did um, we go yeah we, we ate somewhere on like you know, yeah the we, sidewalk, you know, like, we met in in Hong Kong in 2012 ish and um, that was when I was living in Japan and I jumped over and, and met you and your uh, sister and yeah. girlfriend that was that was a really nice trip yeah, yeah, and yes yeah. involved a lot of eating and <laughs> a lot of good food and i was um my whole view on yeah. hong kong eating changed like i didn't realize it was so so tasty um like eating is you know i mean obviously eating is nourishment i mean something that you need to eat every day but also with when when you have you know like extra money and baby being able to afford, you know, to eat outside and eat good food is also nourishing, I guess, as an inspiration. And nourishing right now, to the soul, like, and also probably nour- yeah, nour- exactly. nourishing to your own creativity, I imagine as well, because yeah, you can yeah, see yeah. you can see creativity in in the way food is, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. I think sometimes it's even more creative than you know what we're doing, because I don't know about it that. Involves people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, this it is, involves long, people, you know, eating and just thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But but I but I like how you you kind of weave that into your personal brand in in many ways. Like uh, your Instagram updates are always really fascinating. Like like occasionally I'll see a picture of a donut pop up or a, or a, or a cup of coffee and and like I can just I can see the love in it just in the, in the way that you present the imagery and like the I don't know the special filters you apply to the images because 
every little every shot is kind of a, a work of design in itself and and i, I like that because it adds a bit of flavor to mm -hmm. the to the whole package of dan Mattuccina. so that that's another reason i've been fascinated in just following your stuff because <laughs> you're you, you 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 demonstrate your passion yeah i think in, in a way i mean especially in the philippines like we're a we're a super food loving country so i mean by default everyone likes to eat and for me specifically growing up my my mom was a really is a really good cook and i think i'm the one who got not not really got the talent but compared to my other siblings i was the one who was more into the kitchen and cooking and and it just kind of you know uh crystallized when i was yeah. already a professional like working as a designer working with rest restaurants and working with friends like uh, producing food uh conceptualizing concepts for restaurants and food is sort of like a it's a nice you know facet of being a creative person also dabble into food and the donuts that you you were talking about it's actually a donut shop where our studio is so the lobby oh, to hydra plus 63 is like a donut and coffee shop which we also the studio also you know conceptualized and on you know consulted oh, nice. and developed so fun and tasty yeah, but da dangerous very dangerous at the same time yeah yeah and, and unhealthy yeah. yeah the donuts are so good we don't need to talk about yeah, them yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah what's your favorite donut in london oh wow i have a favorite my, my I don't most think i've ever been uh, asked that question before but um uh, i would I say to, to be honest the ones that i if i was to go to a crispy cream for example mm. ones that i have gone for the most often are the ones is like that it's one that's just filled with cream <laughs> it's just filled to the <laughs> like brim a Boston cream something like that no it's it's got it's got the mm. coconut on it as well it's like like coconut flakes yeah. and just creamy it's like a kind of mm. cream bomb of donut of, of it's just filthy 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 stuff but i always go for it i, I like the yeah, indulgence of it yeah my, what, one of my favorite donuts donut shops in the world is actually in london uh called uh crosstown donuts okay i'm writing this down yeah it's really good crosstown um, or crust uh crosstown like a cross town like a c r o s s uh no like the cross c r o s you're going to need to chat this to me cuz i'll i'll tell i'll tell our listeners which yeah. one it is so that we can give this uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i'll send you the link okay <laughs> Please, well, in that case, I'll include I'll include the link in the description below for you donut lovers. <laughs> um, but also, yeah. also um, sorry, I, I got a sorry few... for shifting this into. No, this has been good, and I had some pangs of jealousy when you described your um, your childhood with being surrounded by great food, mm -hmm. because that's not always the case for us British kids when we <laughs> we get introduced to food, and our I think our relationship with food is is a little bit different. Obviously, my my mum was a fantastic cook but i wasn't always at home i found myself at boarding school quite a lot mm. and, and the food memories could be pretty pretty horrible actually um <laughs> uh, just a lot of cabbage involved a lot of cabbage <laughs> well that's healthy <laughs> sounds yeah. healthy to me it's, it's not healthy at all because it's just overcooked so it's basically like eating oh, okay. paper anyway but um I, I suppose being based in the philippines so lucky because you've got um access to amazing food like pretty much the whole of asia from my experience mm. anyway was just was it was about the food the access to incredible dishes 
Um, and this is all relevant because we're talking about creativity and variety and mm. th things that keep us motivated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I wonder whether as we, as we start to close off here, if, um, cause there, there might very well be many budding illustrators or designers or illustrators mm. who are already quite far along their, their journeys. If you've got any, um, one or two key things that you've learned perhaps over the last, uh, 10, 15 years. I don't know how long exactly you've been doing this for, but I'm, I'm gathering it's around about that long, right? Yeah, kind of that. Uh, I think I'm old. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get the sense that you're old, but um, yeah. Yeah. Any sort of one or two lessons then that, that have, have really stuck with you that uh, you might um, have been, it might've been really useful for you to know when you were young and starting off, but um but, but equally applicable to anyone who's further down the line. Anything come to mind? I think, I think this is related to what we were talking about earlier. Like um, this, the, the, the stuff that we've talked about uh, earlier in this podcast, like, you know, doing things that seems like it's very repetitive. It's, it's something that an illustrator will most probably, you know, encounter. And yeah. I've talked to other illustrators here in the Philippines and illustrators uh, that I've met when I was traveling, it's, it's the same thing. Like everyone encounters this. And I think uh, it's up to, it's up to us to come up with something to, you know, to counter that. Like for me, mm. it's designing and, yeah. you know, do, doing different design work for you. Right. It's writing and consulting. And I think all these things Anything that we, us. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, you know, drinking coffee and yes. all, all these things that we do uh, that's not related to illustration. Right. It's actually in a way related to that because, it, you know, well, while doing something different makes you miss, you know, doing illustration or maybe it nourishes your, you know, like, yeah. Uh, nourishes you we, as an illustrator. We should be filling our lives with, th with things that bring us joy. Absolutely. Um, yeah, exactly. Because the, the 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 repetition is, you know, sometimes it's it's really it's really tiring. Like, oh my god, I'm doing this again. Yeah. Oh my god, it's like. Well, wouldn't this this, this would like got it? Yeah. Well, this would apply more to illustrators and designers who have been, I suppose, conscious about maintaining a similar style, or or maybe have have found themselves kind of in one way or another been boxed into uh, producing yeah, a yeah, yeah. specific type of work. But this, but I, I imagine. Um, there must be a lot of people out there who um, experience challenges in a, in the kind of opposite world, right? Whereby there are so many um, new software tools that come along and so many new ways of seeing and doing, and you could become an animator. Mm -hmm. You could, you know, there are so many job descriptions out there that there's the equally um, significant risk, I suppose, of falling into trying to do too many things. That would be another side of the coin, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think I think it's it's good that you brought that up because it's I guess the, it, that's the other side of the coin, you know, mm -hmm. the, to 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 us doing um, something in a particular style or feel, and then the other side is people or illustrator and designers and well, specifically illustrators who does something different, like when using an iPad, looks something different. But I think it, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think for me, if, if you're on that side of the coin, it's actually 
nice also because you can explore a lot of other things and then eventually maybe you'll come up with something that you like doing more compared mm. to the other stuff that you're doing so yeah yeah like and, and in this in the particular yeah in the particular field like the creative industry uh for you to really you know uh to have longevity it's really important to adapt and you know to be always open to change mm-hmm. like uh it 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 really helps you also because like if you're a creative person and if you've been doing the same things over and over again, you know, you'll go crazy. So uh, just, you know, adding more inspiration or nourishment to you in right. some other ways, not necessarily related to, to creative mm. could, could be helpful. So, well, the thing is that there's one, I mean, one of the big lessons I've learned from, from watching your development is that, is that it's clearly worked for you, i.e., um, within your own Twisted Fork brand and your, your illustration approach, it's clearly worked to stay within some kind of a confine that, that uh, makes your style recognizable, right? And, that's, and you could yeah. have, you, there could have been many options along your journey where you could have been swayed by something that pulled you in a different direction, whether that have been, it could have been animation, it could have been um, a different style of illustration. It could have been, exper- you know, playing around with mm. more like soft edges. You've you've kept things very stylized and and uh, textured and and everything else that your style is known for. But I think by being quite self-aware, but also in a way, I'm not going to say stubborn because that's quite a strong way. But you've been quite, you've been <laughs> strong, right, about staying <laughs> on on track, and that's served you so well, right? In a world where everyone is distracted and pulled in different directions. I think that's obviously, that that that's definitely something that people can, um, I guess, learn a lesson about. But on, but on the other hand, you know, as you say, I th- I think it's it, it helps to experiment, which is what you do. But I mean, maybe it's a case of keeping it behind the scenes, where and then front of scene you have um, a presentation that is consistent and clearly your brand, right? Yeah, I think I think it's. Not now, now that you brought it up, I think, uh, yeah, thanks for saying that. <laughs> Made <laughs> yeah. me realize also, but you know, I mean, I, I guess in my mind, what I was just thinking is that uh, this is something that I like doing. So maybe this is something that I'll keep and maybe tweak something, maybe add something different, you know, make it a little flatter or how, how can I make it look a bit different? So, so in my mind, it was just that, like, being able to come up with something I really like. Sometimes I, I try something different in terms of the production. For example, I try a riso, so riso graph or riso printing. So it has yeah. a different dimension to it, but always within that, you know, within that look and feel. Uh, yeah. Because I, I, in my mind, I just wanted to keep it that way because I, I, like, I like it. And maybe if I want to try something different, I'll do it, you know, as, as a designer as me as a designer, not me as mm. an illustrator. So that's just how I thought about it. But to be honest, there wasn't really like a conscious, you okay. know, like yeah, a conscious well, I, decision. I, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I like that you still um, explain it in, in, in terms that it was driven by your, your love, your interest, e- even in the degree to which you've kept a portfolio with a consistent thread running through. I, I like how there's clearly a care that you've put into it. Like, you enjoy having 
the consistency as well. That's the reason you do it. You like it's there's a sort of sense of tidiness about having things kind of not fall mm. out too far out of line, right? And I think that serves you mm. really well. Yeah. Yeah. I I think so. Cool. <laughs> it's a tricky one, isn't yeah. it? And I've had this conversation here and there. Um with yeah, the others so about, hard. You know, is 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 it about being the jack of all trades or the, you know, the consistent um you know, having a, a strong attention to, to style. I think, I think both, both would serve you. You just have to sort of play, play around and take, take what works for you ultimately. Right. Yeah. I think there, there's no really one, you know, specific answer or just no, like, yeah. you know, the, the best answer to it. The best answer is maybe how it relates to you, how it affects you, your personality. If you want to look something different or if you want your, your folio to be diverse then if it works for you yeah i think that's, that's key isn't fine. it yeah. yeah and sort of going full circle back to the idea of self-awareness it's i think it helps to to know who you are and know what makes you emotional right i think that's a key one as well like not necessarily crying over the <laughs> over the piece yeah, but, yeah. but like you, you feel that spark you feel a connection in the creation and and when yeah. you step back and look at your portfolio, there should be a sense of yes, I like like this. It feels right, and that's really interesting yeah. for the audience because they can then see your progression, and they can see you yeah, exactly. through the work. Yeah, yeah, and 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 if you are the illustrator and looking at the work, I mean, at the end of the day, you're you're the one who, you know, who has the final say and how you want to move yourself forward. It's like yes. if you like this look, and if you want to curate the work, and yeah that's how you want to curate it. Like how, how you want to move forward, how you want people to see you as a, an illustrator, as a creative person. Yes, I agree. I think looking at your work and your brand and your, the context in which you do stuff, I'm, I'm reminded of the idea that I think we can close on, which is that, um, you know, don't take yourself too seriously. Have, have fun. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think, think that's it. Isn't I think it? especially in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially in the creative uh, industry. I mean, it, it's always important to have this, you know, keep keeping things fun. I mean, even even if you're doing something really serious, like that, you know, that the challenge of making it exciting for you should always be there. And be careful that you don't label things as serious that aren't actually that serious. <laughs> exactly, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Sometimes you can look at something and be like, I'm doing the same kind of work over and over again. This is really serious. This is really terrible. But actually yeah. it's like, this is this, I can view this as fun or I can view this as a chore. Um, yeah. And as soon as you bring the fun to it, then things start to come to life again. But, but, but as you say, if you need an outlet, go and have some fun somewhere else, read a book, drink some coffee, drink, eat a donut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then come back yeah. to it. I mean, I mean, it's the same for any profession, right? If you're a doctor, if you're a diplomat, if you're a lawyer, you need yeah. to have something. Of, yeah, it's, and it comes down to being creative, I think, being creative about how you have that fun and letting go into the yep. process. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Awesome, Dan. I really enjoyed that conversation. I think many people are going to learn yeah. a, lot of, a lot of stuff from that, and that was uh, really yeah. fascinating. So thank you. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, it's nice talking to you again. I mean, you too. We should meet again. Yeah, we should, and we will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Take care, guys. Thank All you. Right. Thanks. Bye.